welcome everyone to Behind the Mask Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jeremy. In this podcast, we discuss the characteristics of ego, self-discovery, and finding our most authentic self. Remember, I don't claim to be the expert. I'm here to merely share my knowledge, understanding, and experiences with the sole interest of helping others. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the second characteristic of ego, which is living in fear. However, before we get into that, I want to kind of do a recap, and I'll do these probably every so often of the topics that we spoke of prior. So the last episode, uh, as you remember, we were talking about the need or seeking of validation. Now, I want to clarify a few things. First and foremost, validation itself is not a bad thing. Okay, ego, it's not that, oh, we should never have validation for things that we do. And if we get any sort of validation, then that's an egocentric mindset or perspective. No, that's not the case. Okay, getting validation is good. The problem is, and what ego does, is it drives us to have this need and obsession of getting validation. Okay, for example, if you are posting things on the internet and social media and you're doing it with the main intention of seeing how many likes you can get, how many thumbs up, how many hard eyes, all those things to make you feel good about what you're doing, and that's the main reason why you're doing it, that's an egocentric perspective. That's ego. If you are dressing a certain way to impress or to gain some sort of response from somebody else, that's an ego-centric perspective or activity. If you are doing an activity merely just for the validation, just for the acknowledgement, regardless of what the outcome is or the, the activity, if you're doing it just to gain some recognition, that is an egocentric perspective. Okay, that's an ego behavior. So I wanted to clarify that because I think that it's, it's important to understand that validation in itself is not a bad thing. We all like to be complimented. We all like to hear that we did something good. And that is a good thing, right? That helps us build our confidence. That gives us some sort of feedback and response of that. Yeah, what we're doing has meaning and it helped other people. So it's not the fact of just getting validation. It's that need and obsession of getting a validation or some sort of response based off an action or activity that you're doing. And here are some of the negative things that come about from needing validation. Last episode, I shared the example of, for me, one of my validations and one of my social masks that I wore was the title of basketball player. So as I alluded to it, I played basketball from the age I was 12 all the way up through college. My identity was very much tied to me being a good basketball player. And was I good? Yeah. Did I win a lot? Absolutely. Did I have opportunities to get a scholarship and my education paid for? Yeah. Did I have offers to play professionally? Of course. But here's the thing is, because of the fact that, yes, there was good things tied into that, right? Sports, and I always claim this because I also coach um, sports, youth sports, Sports in itself is a great teacher of life lessons. 
playing sports is something great. But when your validation and your worth is tied to those things, that's when it becomes dangerous. We all end the sport at one point in time. And if you've ever spoken to an athlete, one of the hardest times in their life is probably the few years after they get done playing, unless you're like Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or the people that have played for years and years and years and can walk away. But even for Michael Jordan, he came back a couple of times. But when, when you leave the sport and you walk away from that and your identity is tied to that, your approval and validation is tied to you being that. I remember when that happened for me, I went into a deep depression. I felt as if life had no meaning. I was like, now what am I supposed to do? And I had to, like, I went through years of really just feeling lost in that, that, that I didn't even know who I was anymore and really had no idea how to act. And so some of the things, like, like I said, when, when our identity is tied to validation and needing validation and our, our social masks that we wear are tied to that validation, that response of doing a specific activity, it leads us down pathways that are very unhealthy. Um, it creates, it creates in us a codependency in our relationships. If you're constantly needing validation from your partner, so your significant other, then you are codependent on them for your self-worth. You need their validation to acknowledge and validate your existence in their life. And that's a very big thing, especially in today's society. Think of how often you see and you hear of codependent relationships. And a lot of it is because of the fact that I am putting the responsibility of my validation, my worthiness, my happiness on the role and responsibility of the other person. And that shouldn't be the case. We need to find those things within. So as I mentioned last time in the, the first episode, the egocentric perspective is an outside in viewpoint. When we need something outside of us to have internal comfort and peace, that's egocentric. We want when we get to self-centric, that's when our perspective changes and our views change and we become an inside out person. Some of the other challenges or downfalls of needing validation is it creates lower self-esteem in us and a fluctuating self-worthiness belief system. If my validation, if my worth comes from the reaction of other people, am I truly confident in what I do or will I always be second guessing everything that I do? If my validation and worthiness comes in times where, yeah, I get super high because, yeah, I say that one post or I, I do this one activity and I get a lot of praise at that moment, then what happens when it drops off? What happens when I do something that's similar, but then all of a sudden things have changed and now the people aren't praising me for that? What happens to my self-confidence? What happens to my sense of worthiness, my sense of value? There was a TED talk by a celebrity that talks about how validation stops his creativity. And he's, it was very interesting because here he goes, here I am, I'm an actor, and my whole life and career depends upon validation. 
But yet for me, I know that when I am doing something and I'm seeking the validation of that activity, that is not my creative genius. That's me trying to please outside factors. And when you really think about that concept, when you are constantly needing some sort of response, when you're doing things to get a, a validation, a response, something that says that what you're doing is good, are you truly being creative or are you second guessing everything that you do? And then all of a sudden you, instead of being a leader or a creator, you become a follower and you get into doing things that everyone else is doing, but because they're getting that validation, because they're getting the thumbs up, because they're getting the responses, oh, well, I'm going to jump on that as well. And then that becomes inauthentic. The other thing is when we need, constantly need validation, we give the control to other people to dictate our moods and our well-being And then it also creates a constant state of anxiety and stress. Think about it. When you're doing those things, when you, and I know we've all been there. I'll admit I've been there and there's times where I've posted things on Facebook and I'm like, oh, let me see how good, how many people. And I look on and see how many likes I've gotten and how many loves and hearts and, you know, what are the people's responses? And I get, I've got caught into that. We all do. At some point in time, we all do. But think about how anxious, think about how how our stress levels go up and then think about the dopamine hits when all of a sudden we see the like, Oh, Oh, that's good. That's good. So again, it's not, it's not that it's a bad thing, but that's one of ego's characteristics that drives us to act in that manner of constantly seeking out some sort of outside validation acknowledgement for our worth instead of being good with who we are internally. So again, Enough about that topic. I just wanted to recap that and we'll do that. So each, each uh, episode, I'll probably recap the one before and discuss some of the, the outcomes and the negative attributes of why that characteristic is damaging to us. Because keep in mind, again, we talked about how ego comes into our life, into our psyche, and it's a survival mechanism. So keep that in mind as we discuss the topic of today, which is living in fear. So as we kind of transition here into the next topic, which is or the next characteristic of, of ego, living in fear, this is a very, very big thing. Okay. I want to start off because Jim Carrey, in one of his talks, he said this about fear, and I absolutely love it, and we'll kind of build off that as we go into this topic. He said, fear will be a player in your life but you get to decide how much you can spend your whole life imagining ghosts worrying about your pathway to the future. But all that will ever be is what's happening here. And the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect so we never dare to ask the universe for it. The part that I really want to touch base on is that part where he says, many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. So ego, again, with it being 
in our lives as a mechanism of survival, of safety, of security, how many times do we think about doing something and all of a sudden our ego voice starts talking us out of it? I think I should pursue this career because I love doing that. And what happens? Ah, but yeah, you know, that's probably not a good thing. Here's an example. Probably in my midlife here, my early 30s, I wanted to pursue a college coaching career, coaching basketball. And early on in my career, that's what my path was initially. When I started going, when I was in school and college, I was, you know, going to get my degree in education and become a, a coach and then eventually try to move up into college coaching. And I had an opportunity at that point in time when I was younger, 19, 20, 21 years old, and I was told that I could have been a student grad assistant for a coach in Colorado. And as I was going through that and talking to family and loved ones about that opportunity, everyone said, oh, you know, that's, that's great that you like to do that. However, that's such a hard lifestyle. Like you'll never be around your family. You know, it's really hard to make money. Most people that get into that, they'll, they'll fail. Um, they, they won't be successful. It's just really, really tough. And I wouldn't do that. Being young, impressionable, right? And really having a lot of my own fears and insecurities about my future, wanting to be a good provider, wanting to have a good life, wanting to be a good father and husband. At that point in time, I was like, yeah, that, that's, that seemed like it's too much. I, I disguised my fear of failure or even a fear of success in practicality. Logically, it didn't make sense, right? Practically, it didn't make sense. When in all reality, now later on in life and after having my experiences of coaching basketball with youth and, and different avenues and aspects, I would look back and say, I could have been very successful. Later on in life, I, I went back at it. I wanted to do that. And I sat there and I justified all of my decisions for not pursuing it because of practicality, which in all reality was fear. There is an acronym out there for fear. It says false evidence appearing real. It's interesting that that is an acronym that is used, and especially when we're talking about ego, I want you to think about that for a second. False evidence appearing real. Again, and I'll talk more in depth about this, this specific element of ego, which is our ego voice versus our self voice. Another In a future episode, we're going to discuss a little bit more in details about that. But the point of that is, is the fact of how often when we look to make a decision, when we have something that comes from our heart, which is a soft little voice, it's a little idea, it happens early in the morning, it happens when we're kind of in a state of meditation or just kind of a, a chill, you know, chill, peaceful mood. When we get an idea like that, all of a sudden, our ego voice starts going and picking it apart over and over and over to the point that all of a sudden, by the time we're done, we're like, man, that is a horrible idea. I can't believe I even came up with that. How many times does that happen? How many times does that happen with 
talking about getting in a relationship with somebody. How many times does that happen in your career? How many times does that happen with pursuing a passion or, or some activity? How, how many times does that happen that where you have talked somebody out of a decision that they wanted to do because of fear that was coming up inside of you? So the characteristic of living in fear is a very egocentric perspective because it holds us back from being in the mindset that we are creators of our own existence. One of the things that I'm very big on is mindset. And I think that there's two types of roles or mindsets that we have in life. We either believe that life is happening to us or we believe that life is happening for us. How many times have you sat back? So I know I have and many numerous times in different situations where I've sat back and said, man, why me? Why do I got to go through that? Why did I have to experience that? Why did I get let go from this job? Why did I not get that job? Why didn't I get this opportunity? And the list goes on and on and on. And there's been many times in my life where I've sat back and said, man, life is just happening to me. Can I get a freaking break? Right? The classic Rocky, his quote where he says, nothing hits as hard as life. And it will knock you to your knees. That's many times in my life I've felt that way. And that, that perspective, that mindset is an egocentric perspective because for me, that I am playing a victim. I'm a victim of my circumstances. I'm a victim of my fear. Right? The opposite perspective, and Jim Carrey you know, alludes to this, that we either make decisions based off of love or we make decisions based off of fear. The opposite of that is making decisions based off of love and that life is happening for me. Even the times that, where it's not ideal and there's situations that don't go as planned, if you can change your mindset and have a perspective of, you know what, this is an opportunity. I'm not failing. Right? There's a lot of quotes out there in today's um, you know, social media. I'm, I never fail. Either I win or I learn. <laughs> That's a creative mindset. That's not an ego mindset. That's not a, a victim mindset. A victim mindset is either I lose and maybe one day I'll win. But a lot of that is fear. Fear of false evidence appearing real. Ego will create every what if scenario in our minds if we allow it to what if I don't get the job what if I do get the job what if I get in a relationship what if it doesn't work out what if I do pursue that passion and I get rejected right ego likes to create problems so that it can create solutions survival mechanism that's what ego is. So as we talk about living in fear, it's important to understand that the dynamics of fear and what it does to control us and what it does to our decision-making process, a lot of that is based off of our experiences. It's based off of our traumas, based off of how we were raised. I know for me, I always talk about to my mom a lot because she cares about us. She loves us. She's the mama bear to the fullest. But you know what? She is fearful of everything that can go wrong, 
going wrong. And that's not a way to live. If you've ever spent time in that fear mindset and the where you're just afraid of every what if, the worst case scenario possible that can happen, that's a miserable lifestyle. And that's one that holds us back from creating a beautiful life and creating the best version of ourselves. So as we go through this process of self-discovery, as we're talking about ego, it's important to acknowledge the aspects and the characteristics of why our lives are the way that they are and being honest and true to ourselves and taking inventory and saying, yeah, I make a lot of my decisions from a fear perspective and I disguise it as practicality. I disguise it as logic. I disguise it as I can make up every excuse in the book as to why that shouldn't happen or why it won't work. But until we pursue it, until we do it, we'll never know. But ego wants us to stay in the comfort zones. There's a quote that I use a lot that so often, Les Brown said that so often we as human beings will choose to stay in the hells that we know rather than pursue the heavens that are unknown. Why? Because of fear. Fear paralyzes us. Fear stops us. Fear holds us back. I remember as a young kid, and especially that, you know, now saying that fear paralyzes us. It can do that mentally, emotionally, and even physically. When I was a little kid, I think it was like, six or seven, I lived in a house where my bedroom was in the basement opposite side of the house from my parents. And it was kind of a row. We had a house on a busy road and there were some interesting things that went on. And sometimes at night I would get so scared that I literally would wake up frozen and couldn't move. I couldn't even scream for my parents because I was so afraid. And as I look back on some of the decisions in my life, the big decisions that I needed to make the choices on, and I was filled with fear, I had almost the same reaction as a grown man. Paralyzed. I can't make this decision. I can't choose. I'm frozen. I can't scream for help. And that's what ego does to us. So, again, the point of this podcast is to help us discover the characteristics of ego and how it plays out in our life and how it impacts our decisions, our behavior, our experiences. And we'll talk about, in the future, we'll talk about the opposite of these characteristics. We'll talk about the opposite of ego when we get into discovering our true self. But being in our true self, we don't have fear because we know that all we can take with us at the end of this lifetime is our experiences and our knowledge. And our knowledge and experiences go hand in hand. So as we wrap this up, I want to leave you with a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes, and it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he says, to be your true self in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. I want to genuinely thank you all for joining us today. 
as we journey together down this path to self-discovery. If you are interested in more content, tools, resources, or like to follow me on social media, you can find me at Coach Jeremy Martin, or you can visit our website at www.coachjeremymartin.com. Wishing you all a blessed day and know that we all have magnificence inside us.